0: Broadcasting from the 10 Hudson Square building, home of WNYC Radio here in Soho, New York. Welcome to Brand on Purpose, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories behind the most impactful purpose-driven companies. My guest today is Juan Kim, global CEO of international smoothie chain Smoothie King. From opening the brand's first international franchise e in South Korea to purchasing the company from the founders in 2012, Wan has transformed the company from a smoothie chain to a lifestyle and healthy living empire. Wan helped grow the brand to more than 130 locations in South Korea over five years. And in 2012, he approached Smoothie King founders Steve and Cindy Kunau to purchase the company. Since then, Wan has reinvigorated the 45 year old brand and its mission to inspire healthy and active lifestyles worldwide recently celebrating the franchise's 1,000th location opening in August of 2018. Since stepping up as global CEO, Juan has made purpose a central piece of his leadership, promoting smoothies with a purpose across franchisees. Through a range of initiatives, including the Rule the Day campaign, Clean Blends initiative, and one question filter test, which is my favorite, which we'll talk about, Juan continues to grow the company on a foundation of transparency and the importance of a healthy and active lifestyle. Partnering with nonprofits such as the Challenge Athletes Foundation and the American Cancer Society has also allowed the brand to support important causes and further promote healthy living. Juan's experience as a customer, a franchisee, and now a global CEO continues to help guide his journey as Smoothie King's leader as the brand continues to embrace purpose. Juan Kim, welcome to Brand on Purpose.
1: Thank you. I think you nailed it. (laughs)
0: Good, that's a good way to start. I go home now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get to the purpose part of this, but I'd like to start with the one question filter test. Explain what that is and how it also helps serve as the North Star for your company and for your growth.
1: So we have a mission statement. It is to inspire people to live a healthy and active lifestyle. What we believe is it's not something that we hang on the wall. It is really our true DNA. When you think about our DNA, DNA is something that you don't change. It is going to live, and that is really our filter. So whenever we discuss any issues, we really talk about, you know, how to solve it, what to do with it, but at the end, does it align with our mission? If not, then we go back. So it's really something that we believe it worked really well in our organization, and also, because of our strong belief in our mission, we were also able to bring a lot of new team members who love our mission and who want to do this because it is their mission as well.
0: So you ask everyone the question, regardless of if it's a large initiative or a small initiative, will it help people live healthier, more active lives, right? That's the question. That's the test. Yes.
1: Can we inspire people to live a healthy and active lifestyle by doing this?
0: And what inspired you to, one, move to South Korea, and two, to then decide, you know what? I'm going to open up a chain of smoothie stores, basically, and I'm going to become a franchisee.
1: So it's not a really great story, but I will tell you.
0: Oh, it's a great story. It's a great story. Come on.
1: (laughs) The reason why I actually loved smoothie products in the beginning, it's a little shameful story, but I will tell you. I was in college, I went to Boston University, and I was 19, 20. And obviously, I didn't really behave very healthy and active lifestyle at the time, because that's what you do when you are 19, 20 old boy. So I used to smoke, I used to drink beer, and I wasn't really eating properly. And then, so that's why every day I actually grabbed a smoothie, and I felt oh, now I can smoke more and I I can drink more beers because I had my nutrition. That's how I got into smoothie products. And then when you think of it, actually smoothie products were really inspiring for me to live a healthy and active lifestyle because that's what I believe. That one drink with all the vitamin and mineral in it, I felt good about myself. So when I really opened my first store in Korea, I really felt that if those products really help me to carry my college life, probably I can really convince all these people in this country why these products are much better than other
0: products in QSR industry. And when you did that in Korea, was the concept of a smoothie a new concept?
1: Mm-hmm. No one knew about the word smoothie. So we had to really educate people what we were selling. So it wasn't really about the king. It was really about the product.
0: Right. So, and then did you have a translation problem in terms of translating smoothie into Korean or was that simpler than it sounds?
1: So we just called smoothie, same as English. It's like a burger or pizza. Got it. And ice cream. But still, we actually did a lot of sampling because explaining what smoothie is, it doesn't matter, right? Once people tasted it and then they will start to ask what the heck is this. So that's why we actually had a lot of sampling and it really worked.
0: And talk a little bit about how and when you decided to make purpose such an important part of the brand, really of the company, not just the brand.
1: So when we talked about mission, I really loved the mission. That's why I also joined as a franchisee of this company. And then when I opened about 120, 130 stores Over
0: five, six years. You make that sound very easy, by the way. You're like, I opened 120, 130 (laughs) stores over five years. It wasn't that easy. I can tell you that. My team and I, during
1: those five years, probably, I mean, my wife can tell you, but I probably slept no more than five hours a day for five years. Same wife? Same wife. Good job. Okay, We've been married for 23 years. And it was really difficult because your store never closes. And... So there is no Sunday, there is no weekends, and we really worked hard. And one time, we had to have a meeting with our marketing agency, and we couldn't find the time. So we actually told our marketing agency to come into the office around 1 a.m., and we finished our meeting at 4 a.m. And then we went out, and we had a breakfast, and then we opened the store. That's how crazy the life was at the time. Anyway, so going back, the mission was so great that we really believed in. and. What's amazing about this mission is, I mean, as simple as it gets, I have three kids. I don't know whether I can ask my kids to have what I'm selling every day. If it's not smoothie, let's say it's burger, it's pizza. I don't know whether I can really convince my family to have those products every day. So I really believe what we are selling, not only it's really inspiring people to live a healthy and active lifestyle, but also I believe As a businessman, we all need to make money. But at the same time, I am proud of what we said. I am proud of we are doing something for the society. And also in our organization, I don't know whether I can really say in this podcast, but we believe if there are more Smoothie King than McDonald's, the world can be a better place. That's what we believe.
0: So talk a little bit about what you're calling clean blends. And I imagine that's part of your supply chain and your commitment to making sure that What goes into the smoothie is exactly what you say is going to go into the smoothie and that it's free of artificial preservatives, flavors, colors, and other ingredients.
1: So after I bought this company back in 2012, we actually looked at a lot of things, whether our products are still valid in 21st century, all the marketing claims based on our mission statement. So we wanted to make sure if we want to inspire people to live a healthy and active lifestyle, what should we fix? And then we really thought about what are the things that we need to fix? And then Cream Blends Initiative started. So when a lot of people make their smoothie at home, we found a lot of people just simply don't put anything bad into the blender. Because when they are making a smoothie, they are thinking of this is a healthy alternative and I am making a healthier choice today. That's why we thought about it and we are like, you know what? If that's what a lot of people are doing at home, why not? I mean, we should be able to do it also. So we really eliminated artificial flavor, color, preservative, no GMO fruits and veggie. All of our veggies are organic right now, gluten-free. And we also eliminated many other things, products, so we also have no-no list, just like Panera Bread. And we are actually very proud of it because it actually took about five years and it was really, really difficult. I'll be honest, we literally had to change almost every single ingredient in our bar.
0: So that must have cost millions of dollars.
1: Yes, it costed a lot of money, effort, and also our time. Did you have any doubt? So once again, we go back to our mission. And if we believe when we stick with our mission and when people see that truly our company really live and breathe with our mission, then people will fall in love with our brand. That's what we believe.
0: So in addition to making sure that your products live up to your mission and you live up to those promises, which I think is amazing. And You were very pioneering in doing that because this was years ago. Like right now, it's a thing, but then it really wasn't. You were at the forefront of it. So I give you a lot of kudos for that. Thank you. How do you choose which charities? So Challenge Athletes Foundation is one I've done a lot of work with over the years. An amazing, amazing organization. Just take me through even how you chose them and what you do to work with them or what you've done to work with them in the past.
1: So we actually looked at about 200 different charities and then again, one filter to inspire people to live a healthy and active lifestyle. And then we looked at all those 200 charities and then challenged the Athletic Foundation. If those challenged athletic can do all those stuff, then we believe those people definitely inspire people to live a healthy and active lifestyle. That's how we chose them.
0: And what have you been doing with them? Is it partnerships, sponsorships, being able to work with the athletes to make sure they're fueled correctly before an event or a training regimen?
1: Yes. All those stuff. We are also thinking of expanding our sponsorship with them moving into 2020. So
0: more to come. That's great. I won't tell them that, although maybe they'll listen to the podcast. I don't know. They're one of the first charities I got involved in when I got into endurance sports and Ironman. My coach introduced me to them. He's done a lot with them. I've done their SDTC challenge in San Diego, which is terrifying actually because you're swimming with a lot of sea creatures.
1: (laughs) I know. It's just amazing.
0: Yeah. But what's also so inspiring is that you are swimming with people who have different abilities, but at the end of the day, they have so much courage and so much passion for what they're doing. You can learn quite a bit from them.
1: 100% agree.
0: And then how do you reinforce, it sounds like you have a very strong culture, and that's a common theme with a lot of the companies that I speak with that are purpose-driven, that are truly purpose-driven. And it's not just the mantras, but you do a really good job of internal marketing, whether it's the one-question filter test, the Clean Blends initiative, which is both internal and external, the rule the day campaign. How do you reinforce this culture and how do you recruit the right people to make sure That they meet your test and that they also have the same passion you do.
1: So, we actually come up with a questionnaire that making sure that people who believe in our mission and vision, we want to make sure that they can be in our team. Because at the end of the day, I don't want to hear someone tell me, well, it's your mission. No, it's not. It is our mission. Because if this becomes your mission, you are going to actually push me to make the right decision based on the mission. I don't have to push them to make the right decision. So we really are very cautious about hiring people. And also we do a survey every six months, making sure that we have the right people in our team. Because at the end of the day, if you believe something, that's really powerful. And I want to make sure that we have people who believe in our mission and vision and it is our mission and
0: vision. And it sounds like the founders probably laid some very good groundwork around that vision and mission. Are they still involved? Do you keep in touch with them? I do keep
1: touch with them, but they are retired now and they are very happy that their child, their, Smoothie King is their child, obviously, and it's growing. And I think the reason also they really chose me to sell this company, they really believed that I am actually cherishing their mission. And they really believe that I'm the guy who's not going to be chasing the money all the time, but really sticking with the mission and believing that this brand can really help people to live a healthy and active lifestyle.
0: They trusted you.
1: Yes, they did. And I really appreciate that.
0: How did you meet them?
1: So once again, when I was in college, I mean, I lived with smoothies. So that's... When I went back to Korea, I really wanted to do smoothie concepts and I did my market research and I found Jamba Juice and Smoothie King at the time. And I actually met both. And then I liked Smoothie King culture a lot more than Jamba Juice culture.
0: So let's talk about the competitive set for a second. What keeps you up at night? What are you worried about with the likes of, I'm not, I'm not going to mention their name, I'm not going to even give them the, the time of day, but likes of the others that also sell similar products in the market?
1: So once again, I do not believe we compete. Smoothie King does not compete with other smoothie concepts. Maybe at this point, if there are a lot of people who do not know what we are doing, then they may think that Smoothie King's products are very similar to Jamba Juice. But if you ask our loyal guests, they will definitely tell you there are clear distinctions. We really focus on purposes. So when you think about our products, slim, there are fitness, there are wellness, and take a break. There are very clear purpose-driven products, categories. There are other smoothie shops are really going after flavors. There is a new, I'm just giving you an example of someone may say, oh, come and try our new watermelon smoothie. We will never do that because even though flavor is super important for us, we are very purpose-driven company. So like, for example, we just released our new product called the Keto Chen. It's a Keto smoothie, and there are a few different flavors, but we really talk about the purpose first.
0: So it's really function first, flavor second, and they're both important, but you want it to be functional and clean and good for you. And then on top of that, yeah, sure, it's going to be tasty.
1: So we got to be careful on that because there is a purpose and then function and then flavor. So the purpose is even bigger than function or benefit, because when you think about it, you want to lose weight, right? And think about how many ways to lose the weight, maybe 20, 30, 40 different ways to lose weight. So there are maybe 20, 30, 40 different functions to lose weight, but losing weight is the purpose. So purpose is even bigger than the function.
0: Do you believe in diets?
1: Do I believe
0: in diet? Diets. Like dieting. Every day someone's like, oh, you know, intermittent fast or go to just keto or just cut out all the sugar or just eat these color vegetables. I'm It's a little little bit of a leading question because I don't believe in dieting or diets. I believe that they serve a purpose to jumpstart a way to live a healthier, more active life. But ultimately, its consistency and its routine And it's focus and discipline that gets you to your goals.
1: So in our organization, what we believe is we do not judge on how people make their mind. Meaning, if someone says, I'm going to lose weight by doing keto, or if someone says, "Uh, for me, the consistency is most important, like what you said, honor all of their requests. Because we are not in a place where we judge people's minds. So at the end of the day, what we are trying to do is when someone says, I need to lose weight, Smoothie King need to be in their top of mind. So in order for us to be in their top of the mind, we are keeping up with all these new way of losing weight. Interesting. So that people believe, yes, Smoothie King is current. And if I go to Smoothie King, there are many different ways to lose weight, including 2020 new way of losing weight, and then I can choose it from. We give options, but we are not going to make our mind and tell you this is the only way to lose the
0: weight. How do you feel about the movement towards plant-based meats? Because it's relevant as, you know, you mentioned McDonald's earlier. And there's plenty of other fast casual and fast food chains that are, I think, finally leaning into understanding there's a whole other population out there that wants alternatives.
1: So let's go back to the purpose, because when you think about losing weights or gaining weight or doing exercise or I just want to live healthier, those purposes do not change. Meaning it's gonna be forever thing, right? Like as long as people live in this world, those purposes will stay same. But what you are saying is the trend, like the keto, you know, keto diet or the plant-based diet or whatever all these move. We wanna make sure that we keep up with all those trends. But at the end of the day, if someone believes in those trends, they will come in and try it. If some people may not believe in those trends, but there are also other ways that we offer that people still get it. So once again, we do not judge what the whether the trend is right or not wrong. We wanna make sure that we offer all those trends so that people believe. Smoothie King is the place for my healthy and active lifestyle.
0: And are there other social issues that might not be totally centered on your current purpose, but other social issues out there that you think Smoothie King would like to get involved in in the future?
1: So there are a few issues that's happening right now. Cup, plastic, straw. I mean, there are many, many things that people are talking about. And once again, we really thought about what's the right thing to do. And right now, what we are doing is we are giving, again, options to our guests. If they really believe one way is better than the other. So, for example, cops. Right now, we are giving away two different cops. It's kind of like how amazing this world is because there are like half of the people believe in one thing and the other half of the people believe in the other. It's crazy.
0: Right. You can't please everybody.
1: I know. We cannot make everyone happy. At the end of the day, we want to make sure that we give options so that people can
0: choose from. So, for example, there's this whole straw movement, right? So you'll give people an option to either have a paper straw or a no straw or a plastic straw.
1: Right. That's where we are heading.
0: It's interesting because I'm a very left of center person when it comes to a lot of social issues and the environment being one of them. There's a certain point at which, though... I do feel sometimes where to your point, I don't want to be told I'd like options. I just don't want to be judged or told for my choices. And of course I don't want to further harm or hurt turtles or whatever, but I like the idea of having options. And I do feel like the organizations and the brands that win are going to be the ones that aren't judgy, but just give you options and are very cognizant of what's going on in society and trends and how people feel.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: And what other organizations are you involved in and involved with that are helping to support your mission and your purpose? I mean, you have more than a thousand stores at this point. Are any of them owned by the company headquarters? Like what part are owned and then what part are actually franchised out? And how do you also integrate your causes and what you're looking at with the rest of your stores?
1: So there are a few... Things going on. First of all, the partnership wise, we actually have a partnership with the NBA team called Pelicans down in New Orleans. Oh, sure. So they play at the Smoothie King Center. So because of the naming rights that we have, actually, NBA had to go through all of our ingredients, making sure that our products are NS, meaning it's athletic friendly ingredients. So they go through that test every year, making sure that any athletes can consume our products and they can test positively and i believe also once again smoothie king center aligns with our mission and vision that's why we did it when i bought this company we had only one company on store right now we have a little over 40 company on stores and we are keep opening company on stores there are a couple of reasons why i believe owning company on stores are important number one i believe we have to have skin in the game meaning If I want to really get a buy-in from franchisee, I want to make sure that I can tell them, whenever we make a decision, it it does impact us. If we don't really own company and store, they are not going to believe in me. But owning 40 company and stores, they do believe. Cost of goods sold increase, it's going to impact me the most. Sure. So once again... I do believe when we have our skin in the game, our team also recognizes and they will make more cautious decisions. Number two, whenever we roll out something to the system, I want to make sure that we can test in our stores first, making sure that it works. So because of those two reasons, we've been opening company stores. Number three, what we recently started was when we want to get into the new markets, we want to really open some of the flagship stores by company so that we can actually get our brand awareness quickly. So Washington DC right now is one of our company store markets and we are opening companies, company-owned stores in the market so that hopefully we can get to New York.
0: I didn't know you're not in New York.
1: We are, but not in Manhattan.
0: Right, because I think, I believe you're in Rye, am I right? Yes, yes. I've been, yes, we are in New York. Right, not in Manhattan. I
1: really want to get in Manhattan.
0: Okay, noted. And with a company store, or are you looking for someone to partner with there?
1: I think it's going to be a company store.
0: Yeah. And one last question. I like asking this question of a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in a highly competitive environment like the one you're operating in. It's, it's tough. Retail is tough. Food retail is very tough. Margins are tight. You're constantly having to innovate. And you're dealing with consumers who can be quite fickle, right? What was the toughest moment for you to date? Maybe a decision that went the wrong way or a big learning for you that you had not expected, but actually made you stronger as a leader and as an entrepreneur?
1: Well, once again, I believe in people. And of course, I cannot do everything by myself. So when I moved here, we stayed in New Orleans for the first five years after I bought the company. And then 2018, we actually moved our company from New Orleans to Dallas because of the talent, because it was very difficult to bring talents into New Orleans. People just did not want to move there. I kind of underestimated how hard it's going to be. So when we actually moved from New Orleans to Dallas, we actually lost 75% of the team. Oh my gosh. It literally took so long and it was disaster. So 2018 was really hard year for us and for me. And right now, as we are, I mean, I'm looking at my team right now and we are in a really great spot, but it took so much effort, so much drama. And we also lost some of great culture of rebuilding the team and I can tell you, I mean, I will never move again. But <laughs> if I ever do it, then I will not underestimate how much it's going to.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that honesty and the humility and the way you address that. Just why Dallas? Just out of curiosity.
1: So we looked at a few other cities. So we looked at, first of all, airport is really important for us because many stores are in many different states. So airport become very important. And number two, we also looked at how friendly the state is about business. So that business friendly state. But the most important thing was in our food and beverage industry, which really city has the most talent? And when we looked at all those three criteria, Dallas checked
0: all those boxes. And you told me off air earlier, you're not wearing cowboy boots right now.
1: (laughs) I'm not. And I'll be honest, I'm still a Saints fan because (laughs) of that. And there are a lot of Dallas people who try to convince me that I need to become a cowboy fan. I'm I'm still sticking with Saints.
0: (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) San Juan, it was incredible having you on the podcast. Congratulations on all your success, not just with your business, but with the way you give back and your culture and your focus. And really giving meaning to purpose where others just say they provide purpose. But I think that it's very true and it's very genuine the way you describe it. What's the best way for our listeners to follow Smoothie King?
1: Oh, the best way is seriously, if you can really have any opportunity to try our products, please do so because our team really worked hard for the past four years to make the better products for you. And I really believe my team really Deserves to get the credit out of it because it was really hard. But at the end of the day, we do really want to help you to live a healthy and active lifestyle. And we can do this only from your love. So thank you.
0: Thank you, Juan. This has been an episode of Brand on Purpose with Aaron Quitkin, The podcast dedicated to uncovering the untold stories of entrepreneurs and senior leaders who make it their brand's mission to do well by doing good. Special thanks to our amazing team, including the voice you never hear, producer extraordinaire Lindsay Hand, and the always-on-point associate producer Katrina Walkley, who touches every aspect of this podcast. Learn more about our show at brandonpurpose.com, follow our Instagram at theboppodcast, and learn more about our host at aaronquicken.com.